I know that music. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Nina Bosky, and you go to, we're on the live events channel right now, and I've got a really cool guest. His name is Clay Epstein, and he's the founder of Film Mode Entertainment. So I was, I've been asking people all day this. How did you come up with that name? I love that. Film you want mode. the truth yeah, or, want the, the, tru- or yeah. the story that sounds professional? How about both? <laughs> tell me the truth, and then tell me the one that you I'll do the other way. Yeah. Professional answer is I wanted something that sounded French because my wife's French. Okay. That and makes I wanted sense. something that made sense in English as well. So mode is the style of film. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, and? And the truth? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a big Depeche Mode fan. Oh. The band from the 80s. So, I love it. And I see the engineer shaking his head yes right see, on. See, there's yeah. always a story behind right. the story. <laughs> so tell us a little about your history. Let's get into your history because you have a quite a history here in some of the films that you've been a part of. Yeah, I've been in the business for a while. I went <laughs> to film you. school. And where'd, you, I, where'd you go? Cal State North. Cal State North. They've got a great program. Yes. Yeah. And I had the, the dream of being the next, you know, the Jewish Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez was a big influence. And you go to film school, especially at that time, this was the 90s when, yeah. you know, independent films was, was a genre even yeah. at that time, right? Yeah. So we had this fantasy that we could go make this incredible film and do what Rodriguez did. And I went to film school and that was great. But you get into the real world. Hello. And you, and you realize <laughs> that it's not so easy. Exactly. But I did get lucky and got a job soon after film school. It was that summer and got a job at a company that doesn't exist anymore called Krishner Locke. But it was a company that came to AFM for years it was this world so I got into this world the independent world distribution marketing right after film school so I was looking at the uh, the dates and I think this is my 17th or 18th AFM. Wow. Wow. So That's scary. Uh, same hotel. We're in the same hotel, Lowe's and Santa Monica. Same hotel. So you, yeah. you got into it, which is really interesting as a filmmaker. You go into being an aspiring filmmaker and then you get into the sales, marketing, distribution of it, which is a lot of what we've been talking about today, especially for, for new filmmakers. They don't realize it's not just about a vision and being the next, you know, Tarantino, et cetera, or, you know, uh, Rodriguez, right? You've, right. you've got to be able to, oh my gosh, how am I going to distribute my film? How am I going to make my film, et cetera? Um, what did you learn along the way, given the fact that you work for those companies and this is your 17th year well I certainly have appreciation for filmmakers which I think is one of our advantages at the new company because I started out in production I did some industrial videos and a few really bad short films and then a very bad feature film none of which anyone saw but my mother (laughs) but but I we do have the appreciation for filmmakers and we know it's really hard to make a film whether it's good or bad or long or short it's not easy to make any film so we respect that and one of the things that we really wanted to make clear when we started Film Mode is that we are a filmmaker-friendly company. Everyone says that. If you walk down the hallway, everyone will say that. But it's the actions that you take, and the filmmakers and producers will be the ones to decide whether or not we are a filmmaker-friendly company, and that's certainly our initiative to be. Well, it's interesting you should say that because I've been my theme seems to be today looking for people that say what they do and do what they say. Right. And that's not an easy task to do when you're walking up and down these halls, let alone in the industry. We're salespeople. (laughs) It's easy to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to say anything, especially in the space that we're that we work in. But truly, our actions will be the deciding factor. 
And I think it's indicative of our, our slate is indicative of what we've been able to accomplish so far. We have 10 films. We started in March. Wow. We're not even a year old. Wow. And that's remarkable. Re thank you. The relationships that we have and the producers that we've worked with in the past that have come back to support me and support the company and support the rest of the team as well as other filmmakers we haven't worked with before, but they've certainly liked our pitch and strategy. Um, and we've done what, you know, this is our third market with the company, and we've done everything that we say we were going to we were going to do and, and more, more so. So tell us a little bit about your film company. You took obviously you and the thing that I like about it is that you also have years of experience. So it's not like you just decided, oh, I'm going to start my own right. film company. You have that you have the years to prove it. So so what exactly did you want to create when you started this company and what's the foundational kind of mission or, or core core value of it? I always wanted my own company and Luckily, that never changed. That, that could have changed. Certainly, that, that wish could have changed. But I think it actually grew stronger. And as the business has gotten tougher, you would think, well, it's nice to have a stable job and, and not have to worry about you know, the, where the company's going to make the money to pay your salary. But the, the opposite happened for me. I actually got more concerned about not having the control as the business got tougher because I'm relying on another entity to be able to bring that in, to be able to, to pay my salary, right? So I wanted to take more control of what the future is gonna bring. But that was certainly the, the final deciding factor over the last maybe two years as the idea started to really become clear. And over the last 12 months, it really started to come into focus. So how does somebody, like a company like uh, Film Mode, right? Uh, get 10 to 15 films past, you know, this in, in March to now. I mean, that's that's quite an accomplishment. I bet. I bet. <laughs> so so what exactly are you looking for when in the kind of films that you're you're getting off the ground? It's a good point because they've actually been submitted, you, you know, many more than that. So you can think if we're only picking up one out of every 10 films that's submitted, we, we were getting submitted quite <laughs> a few projects. Projects as well, not just completed films, projects as well because we can help filmmakers and producers get get the film you know completely financed and pre-sales and, and that as well get it into the marketplace but we're looking for films that have an audience and that of course are films that have a commercially driven genre and commercially driven content that of course starts with cast genre is the is the film well made is it paced well in some in some uh, cases, it's is the idea good. Mm -hmm. um, there are films that may have a great idea and a great marketing. You know, maybe there are other problems with them. I think we've managed to get the best of the level that we're representing. We're we're kind of in the two million to three million dollar range right now, and we're getting the best of that range. And and it's it shows all of the films are getting some level of U.S. theatrical release. Wow! So there's some. Okay, that's right. Great. So whether that's a deal we've done, we've done about half of those deals. And the other half, the films came to us with already that deal in place. But that is a real nice sign that the films we're getting are the best of this space. And that's certainly a great place to start. And, and, and you mentioned that the business is getting tougher, and yet I wanted, you know, in some ways more control over my destiny. How has the business gotten tougher, and how is there more opportunity now, sure. given the landscape? It's gotten tougher in several ways, obviously, and I came into it about 17, 18 years ago, right about at the peak of the video years, the, the VHS and the DVD years, and that's, those were the heydays of our independent space. So unfortunately, I didn't get to benefit from those years, but I worked for people that did. 
And we, even though I wasn't in the middle of those years, I certainly remember at the tail end of it, and I worked for plenty of people from that space, it was very easy to sell movies back then for a lot of money. We had no internet, we had very little piracy, there was no transparency. Um, you know, the sales agent was controlling information. Uh, the territories were able to protect the content that they, that they bought and acquired. And, in, you know, in the heyday, a VHS tape you would sell to a retail store. You'd sell it for $150. Remember the, the price tags on yes. those rental tapes yes. you used to get? And the price would say $85.99. That's wow. what the... Imagine all those video stores buying tapes for that price from a distributor. And that tape costing them... 10 cents to make, right? I and know. then the rental and the, the sell-through, yeah. right? And they needed a lot of content, right? There weren't that many channels on TV. There weren't as many video game consoles. <laughs> there was no YouTube and free internet videos. No more fragment, right. not as much fragmentation. So th that was the heyday, yeah. right? And from there, we've been declining. <laughs> and with that, it gets better for some areas and more challenging for others, right? It's fantastic for SVOD platforms with financial backing and the, you know, the amount, the, the money and the infrastructure to change the model very quickly. It's fantastic for them. It's fantastic for cable operators or inter people, companies controlling internet, um, internet mm -hmm. uh, right access. It's great for them. For an independent filmmaker that has a small film that 20 years ago it didn't matter if the film was good or bad, you do a poster and sell it. Today it gets more selective. Yeah. The buyers are more selective. So we say it's tough, we all complain, all the sellers complain, the buyers complain, but really what's happened is the market's gone selective. So now the film has to be good and it has to have the right title and has to have the right artwork and has to be the right running time and actually has to be executed well. And even at that point, the market may not give you the amount of money that would support the budget of the film. So it's a very strange industry that we're in. We're in an industry where the cost of manufacturing is actually more in many ways than what the product is worth in the market. And where do you see the, the future of film going? Where do you see it? Five years from now, 10 years from now. Five, I hope I can predict a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Five years is very difficult. I'm hoping that it will eventually swing back. We're, in a, we're certainly in the age of TV and series right now, as, as it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So many of the platforms and networks are, are producing these incredible TV shows. And that's not really the independent space. That's, you really need a platform or a network and, and quite an infrastructure to do that. So we hope that the viewing habits of the consumers worldwide swings back to great feature films because that's the world we're in. And an independent filmmaker can go out and make a feature film for a million dollars or less or a million and a half and get it made. We hope that the viewing habits swing back. I think it's going to get more selective in the near future. It will get worse before it gets better. And I think that also it needs the have the trends needs to catch up with the filmmakers. If you think about it, to make an independent film that you're raising money for, that you don't just have a very wealthy uncle or a film fund to go shoot, it's going <laughs> to take you a while to raise that money. Yeah. So you have an idea. You write the script. You raise money. What is that, a year? Mm -hmm. If you're lucky, it's been a year. If you're lucky. Maybe 18 months, maybe two years. I know filmmakers, it's taken five years, and then they finally raise the money and make the movie. But the idea they had might have been what the market wanted five years prior when they came up with the idea. 
they don't have the luxury that a studio has, right, to spend their way into the awareness of a consumer, right? They have to make films that have the intrinsic value. That's the quality of it, the cast, the genre, etc. So I think that, that just that notion and to think like that needs to catch up with the filmmakers and the producers. And there needs to be some, that timeline needs to be shrunk, if at all possible, which is very difficult when you're raising money and it takes 18 months to raise money. Sure does. So, well, we're going to have to wrap things up. But my one thing I'd like to ask you, and you may be open to it, you may not. Do you want people, if they do have a great script, a great idea to be contacting you? Or it's like, we're inundated. No, thank you. If they're fully financed... And they have Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Joe Ledgerton, <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Come talk to you. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Yes. We'll be happy to read that script. There you go. There you go. We'll leave it at that. Thank so you. thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. He's the founder of Film Mode Entertainment, Clay Epstein. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Delighted. Thank All you. right. You're listening to Voice America Network. I'm Nina Bosky, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you.